0: Hi, this is Debbie Happy Cohen. I'm the founder of Joy-Based Living, and you are listening to a podcast called Mine. It's about reclaiming your time, your energy, and your life. Today, I want to talk briefly about trauma and how trauma makes us self-centered and how that self-centeredness is so righteous. I want you to know that I'm talking about trauma, real trauma, not you know, someone cut me off at the, you know, on the road and that was traumatizing. I don't mean that. I mean, when you are dealing with something heavy, big, horrible, um, and it has got you gripped and you are a hostage of its energy and you can't seem to let it go by yourself, that makes you self-centered. And I want you to know that I don't judge that at all. I honor that. I think that that kind of self-centeredness is extremely intelligent. And I want to encourage you to let that feed you and move you to do whatever you need to do to heal that joy. When we're joyful, I'm the founder of Joy-Based Living, right? When we're joyful, we are so generous. We are like, full hearted and and the the truth of our being is is excited to be alive. And the sadness about when somebody feels a, a deep sense of heaviness and trauma is that they don't get to experience that part of themselves. I don't get to experience that part of myself when I am like caught in a trauma loop. And one of the things that helps me greatly is remembering that who I am is so much bigger and that if who I am, if it wasn't so much bigger, it wouldn't hurt so bad to feel so bad. And and so we have a lot of judgment in our world about self-centeredness and and um, being full of yourself or getting all, over it already or um, enough with the victim thing those are all shame games. What I discovered about myself through my healing process is that my loneliness was my greatest gift. My loneliness was home base. My loneliness was a place where I could feel paradise deep inside and I could create a world that I want. And I knew what truth was in terms of Yes, that actually happened out there. Yes, this person did that. I experienced this. This person told me I wasn't feeling this, but yes, I was feeling this. My loneliness helped me keep integrity with myself, mine, my experience. When I can be true to myself and honest with myself about my experience, then I can heal it and let it go. If I can't be true, It's going to be really hard to let it go because I'm not going to be under my own jurisdiction. I want you to take your authority back no matter what you've been through. I want you to use the self-centeredness of trauma to get the help you need. We would never criticize somebody who, you know, just got really ill or got really hurt. We would never criticize them for being self-centered. We'd be like, oh, they need help. They need help. What if they broke their bone and didn't get it fixed? And then years later, they were like, it's still hurting. It's still hurting. Would you be like, well, you're being self-centered. It freaking hurts. We are meant to live freely with our emotions moving through us. And trauma keeps our emotions stuck. And we're not meant to live stuck. And that's why it hurts. So if you find yourself stuck tune into your own knowing. You know, when you go see a coach or a counselor or somebody who's really good at listening, they're always going to help you tune in to what you already know. Yes, they'll give you different pieces of advice or suggestions or stories, but they're going to tune into where you feel blocked and If they're really good, they're going to help you find what resources you already have inside. Because the truth of the matter is, if you've been inwardly, looking inwardly for so long through trauma, you probably are also outfitted with extremely amazing resources for surviving and also, dare I say, for thriving. I'll just give you one quick example and then We'll sign off here. So I've noticed that a lot of people who've been through extreme emotional trauma who are people pleasers, some people end up fighting, some people end up pleasing. Um, those are the general, general broad strokes of, of what I see as results of trauma, is that people who have a tendency to please are some of the most compassionate people I've ever met in my whole life. I'm one of those people. What I learned how to do is recognize that I'm extremely compassionate. I love being generous with people. I had to learn two things. I had to learn how, what kind of framework I need in order to be generous. How can I be most generous with a person? What boundaries need to be in place in order for me to be most generous? And one of the boundaries that I learned that needs to be in place is that I need to be surrounded by people who are also generous. And what that means is, what does generous mean? Generous means if I show up and I stumble and I make a mistake, they're going to give me space. They're going to assume that I'm doing my best. They're going to want to hear what's happening inside of me. They're going to give me the benefit of the doubt. And those are the things that I give to them. And so what happens is they're, they're, um, I, I have ended, I've built a community of reciprocity. And what happens when you have a, a room full of people who are extremely giving and kind and ple- people who want to please but who are also well-boundaried? It, it generally comes out to be a pretty good party people who are embodied, people who are not dissociating anymore, or who, if they are, they can say, I'm having an emotional flashback right now. And so that's where the education comes in. That's where the literature comes in. That's why I wrote the eBooks that I've written so that we could have that language inside ourselves and we could have it with each other in group. It's really powerful and uh, and you deserve it. And if you're listening to a podcast called mine, you're probably one of... Uh, the kind of people who likes to give and please and, and that's why you're needing the balance of reclaiming yourself. Thank you very much and I will see you on the next episode.